outreach strategies to reach your community, all this and more on youth and culture. Guys, I just want to thank you for tuning in and making this podcast a part of your day today. Again, this is episode number 14. Uh, It's kind of hard uh, when I sit here and think about it. It's kind of hard to believe that uh, we've been doing this uh, for 14 episodes. It's been a journey. It's been fun. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, getting to talk to different people all over the country, all different backgrounds and forms of ministry, and just to get to learn from them. I learn just as much from them as you do each week when you tune in and listen. So uh, this week, I uh, got to uh, have an opportunity for this week's episode. I got to talk to uh, Mike Aldridge. Uh, Mike is uh, over outreach. That's his main focus. At outreach at the church that he's currently at at Thomas Road uh, Baptist Church up in Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, so I was really excited to get to talk to him about uh, what he does in outreach in his community and his schools. Uh, before we talk a little bit more about that, I want you to stay tuned and listen to our sponsors. Youth and Culture is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Covenize is an online accountability and content blocking software for your mobile device or your computer designed to protect the entire family. Today, with 90% of boys and 70% of girls being exposed to pornography online and 56% of divorce cases listing porn use as a factor, it's more important than ever to protect your home. Click the link at the bottom of the show notes, sign up for Covenize, and start protecting your home today. Outreach is such a vital part of ministry. Uh, Right now we're entering uh, times as a youth ministry, youth pastors, youth leaders, we're entering times where we're right now at the beginning of the school year where we're doing a lot of planning, a lot of yearly planning seasonal planning for the upcoming year. And one aspect for our planning that is, has to be part of it is outreach. How are we going to reach unchurched students? And how are we going to reach them where they're at, uh, which is in the school systems and outside the school systems? How are we going to be interact and how are we going to accomplish that? And what are the strategies that we can do uh, to reach students in our community, in our local culture, uh, in our community. So I was very thankful to get to talk to uh, Mike a little bit and to get to talk a little bit about what he does as an outreach student pastor at Thomas Road and what he does, strategy he does to accomplish what he does at uh, Thomas Road. So I was really excited to talk to him uh, today. And again, uh, if you're listening and you've been listening for a while and you have not subscribed uh, to this podcast, I would encourage you to hit pause just for 30 seconds, uh, 
subscribe to this uh, to Youth and Culture. Uh, give us a rating, a positive rating, and a positive review. And again, that does help this podcast and helps it to be more available to others uh, when they're searching for youth ministry and youth ministry ideas. And makes this podcast it makes this podcast more available to them. Um, again, stay tuned to this week's episode. Hey guys, I'm super excited uh, again to be having uh, Mike Audridge on the podcast. I've known Mike for how, uh, how long has it been now? Uh, I came to Liberty in 2006, that's 2019, so that's 13 years. 13 years. So we've known each other 13 years. You were on my hall for, I think, three years. Uh, You're one of my prayer leaders, which those of you who don't know what that is, it's like a small group leader for the dorms. Uh, for the hall. So I've known you for a long time. Uh, so I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today to kind of talk about uh, outreach ministry, specifically in student ministry. But before we get into that, uh, how about you introduce yourself, your journey in ministry, and where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as Ryan said, I'm Mike Aldridge, came up through uh, Liberty University. But before then, I was from Monroe, North Carolina. And I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so that kind of set me up to be where I'm at today. I love ministry. I love Jesus, and I love seeing people connect to Jesus. And so that's why I do what I do. Um, I serve at Thomas Road Baptist Church. I've been here for the past seven years as the student ministry outreach pastor. So uh, for outreach pastor, again, those of you who are listening, uh, if you're in for a smaller church, uh, you hear outreach student pastor, but a lot of y'all may be hearing, I wish I had that in my ministry. So just kind of describe what you do, Mike, what you do as a student ministry outreach pastor. Yeah, it's a great question, and I get it often. Um, mainly what I do is I find ways for the church to bridge the connection with the public schools. I, I want to see how we can get students from the public schools over to Thomas Road Baptist Church. And how can we be used on campuses? How can we be used to reach more students? How can we actually just get in their lives and get to know them, get in the messy parts of their lives? Yeah, so, uh, it's, uh, what are some outreach strategies that you have found success in? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people think we need to do big events and big events draw big crowds, right? And, and sometimes they do. But what I've seen the most successful is actually going to the school and finding ways to work with the administration to actually get into students' everyday lives. So some of the really cool things we actually do with Thomas Road here is we, we choose at least one school and we choose to be a high partner with them. And so that means you're giving financially, but not only are you giving financially, you're giving up your time. You're willing to chaperone field trips. You're willing to come in when they have incentive days and just help out, just be a volunteer, be somebody who students can talk to. One of the coolest stories that I have from that is that um, this past year, I went into a local school and um, they have a good incentive Friday. And so that means if you got a good um, referral, you get to go to this. Well, there was a student there who wanted to play chess, but he's never played chess before in his life. I recently figured out how to play chess, uh, you know, off 
being online and everything. And so he said, hey, do you know how to play chess? I said, absolutely. So over the next hour, myself and this student play chess and we talk about everything. We talk about how to play chess. We talk about life. And what happens is I tell him I'm a pastor and he's like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, seriously. And so I invite him out to our church. He comes on that Sunday. Then he comes back the next Sunday. And then he actually, we give him Christmas presents. Uh, His family just needed some extra help. So we help them out. And then this student has become a part of our everyday life in our church. He's accepted Christ. It's been really cool to see that. Man, that's absolutely great. Uh, one, th- one thing I, I have to ask is, uh, is, do you do this yourself or do you, do you build or train a team uh, around to accomplish this as far as partnering and an outreach in schools? Absolutely. I, you know, I do do a lot of it, but I also have a team. Um, all the pastors on staff with me for the student ministry are all expected to be a part of this. But not only that, our leaders, the small group leaders, we want them to be a part of students' lives. So we invite them to come out to everything we do. We invite them to be a part of the school ministry. Now, people have jobs and they can't always make that. So we try to find different ways. You know, most of our leaders aren't working Friday nights. So when it goes to coming to a football game, they can do that and they can partner with parents. They can get to know other parents around them. And that's been a unique thing, too, as far as outreach goes. We often focus just on the students. But what we need to focus more on, in my opinion, is getting families. And so if we have leaders who can actually talk to parents, then we're doing something right. And we're going to get more students that way. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point you made about uh, reaching uh, reaching families. Um, uh, just just a quick question on on that because uh, it, it kind of made me sit here think. It's how, when it comes to specifically outreach, uh, what do you think is a kind of effective? And of course, you're trying to do student ministries, try to reach students, and try to reach uh, the schools. Uh, but how do you, how do you make the? Do you think it's the best way of making a connection? Uh, with families uh, that are part of, have kids at these different locations, different schools? Yeah, I think it's building some trust. You know, I think you you get with parents who already know you. So when you're at a football game or maybe you're at a basketball game um, and those occasional middle school band concerts, you get with somebody who knows you already and you get them to introduce you to the families around them. And they tell about what you've done with their students. And I think that's actually the key to reaching out to these families. I think it it changes when you've got somebody who can speak up of what you've already done with their student, and then other people are interested. They're like, hey, you know, I'd like for my student to have somebody who they can talk to. And that's what I've seen a lot of just good come out of, is just being able to meet other families through parents who are part of our ministry already. Yeah, well, I do have to say that... Um... In my opinion, I think sometimes as student leaders, we focus so much on just the students, which which is good. You need to focus on students, reach the students. That should be a priority. But uh, to be effective, you really need to be focusing and also on the family uh, as well. And that's the reason why I think that uh, between and I talked a little bit of this uh, in a previous podcast, previous episode with Nick Blevins that there has to be a connectivity uh, with the children's ministry and youth ministry in a sense when it comes to families. Because I think one disconnect across a lot of, a lot of kids' ministries and children's ministries and uh, youth ministries is the idea and the concept of reaching families 
uh, which is just as important when it reaches students. If you reach the families, uh, family, you automatically engage and are able to reach the students and the kids more effectively. Um, do you find that kind of the case in, in your situation as Thomas Road as well? Absolutely. And I think, you know, the other thing that comes from reaching families is your senior pastor's happy because you're going to be getting more tithes to the church, right? And that's a great thing. But not only that, I think, you know, like we want to see entire families coming here. And so what happens is when you start to reach families, the students who aren't even a part of your student group yet who are coming up through the kids ministry, they get excited to come into your student ministry. And so that's what I get excited about, right? We want people to be excited to be a part of what we're doing. And so how do we do that? You know, well, we've got to make sure we've got something exciting for students to be a part of. We've got to have invites. Personal invites were great. You know, and it works even better if it's coming from someone else other than you. So have a life group leader there. Have somebody who's willing to say, you know, I'm in charge of sixth grade guys or I'm in charge of ninth grade girls and say, this is what we do. We'd love to have your student come be a part of this. And this is what is available for your other children. And here's what's available for you guys as the head, the mom and dad of the house. That's absolutely great. One, one, one thing I do want to ask is, uh, and, you, and you can kind of reference this if you would like to, to specifically outreach, but what, what do you think is, is a common myth about youth ministry? Yeah, you know, I think oftentimes we feel like outreach has got to be us going in and sharing Jesus. And I, I want to do that with every student we come in contact with. But if we do that, if we go into the school and we start talking all about Jesus and heaven and hell, then you're quickly going to get kicked out of the schools. And I think we have to be very careful with how we go into the schools and what we have our reputation as. Um, unfortunately, where I'm at, you know, we've had people go in and they have preached hell and they have preached, you know, everyone's going to hell. Is that true? It's it, Yeah, absolutely. But is that the way we need to do this? No. And so what we need to do is we need to focus in on building that relationship and earning some rapport with the people there before you can even start to think about what it looks like to actually present the gospel with people. I absolutely agree. One point you made, which, which is a good point, and is you, kinda, you have to earn the right to be heard. Uh, that's, that's kind of part where you just references when it comes to building a relationship uh, with, somebody, with somebody else. You've got to earn the right to be heard. And earn that trust, uh, which is part of building a relationship. And once you build that trust and you earn the right to be heard, then you, then you can start talking about spiritual things uh, and talking about Christ, sharing your faith. Uh, but I 100% agree that you have to start at relationships before you can talk about your share your faith. It's more effective. It's more effective. Uh, when you look at research across the board, um, it's way more effective when it comes to this generation, Generation Z. Even with millennials, uh, but especially this generation, it's a whole lot more effective when you build relationships, build a rapport before you start sharing your faith because they would actually listen to you. Yeah. And you also, you know, when it comes to that, you're, you're not just creating a quick moment of a prayer where a student says that and that's all they ever do. When they actually know you, then they're going to come back and actually ask more questions. How do I better follow Christ with my life? And that's what we're really supposed to do as student pastors, right? Like, or even just disciples alone. We're supposed to help make disciples. We're not just supposed to make converts. Exactly. 
Uh, that, going back to Matthew 28, where the Great Commission, we're all called to make disciples. Like conversion, uh, salvation is the first step of that. Uh, but you're, you're commanded to make disciples. So disciples is a lot more involved than just uh, just salvation, just conversion. So I absolutely agree with that. Uh, wh- one question I do want to ask you as well is what is, what is one piece of advice that you would give youth leaders in their ministries? Yeah, you know, I think find ways to be involved with students outside of your youth group. Um, if that's volunteering at your school uh, or at your public schools, go in and get involved. If that's going out to student soccer games, go out and just cheer them all. And, and don't just be that guy who just shows up for the first half and leaves. Stick around, spend time and wait for your students. When they see you and they know that you actually invested the time to meet with the Mathers and say congratulations, even if they had a bad game or if they did really awful in a play, then it changes the way your relationship is. You're no longer just at your turf waiting for them to come to you. Instead, when you go to them, it changes their mind, and it actually lets them know that you truly care about what's happening in their life. I would absolutely agree. It's, 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 uh, it's something that I preach with our small group leaders, but at the same time, you need to be practicing as a as a youth pastor, youth minister, youth, or student pastor. You should be practicing uh, what you're teaching your your leaders. Uh, one one thing that I do, and again, I, and I'm a smaller context. So when you're in a smaller church, smaller context, you do end up doing a lot more uh, in a sense of uh, office work and other things. Like for instance, I don't have I don't have a designated secretary, so I do a lot of office type of work. Uh, and because of that, I have very restricted time. I don't have as much time and freedom. Uh, so I have to be very intentional with my time. So one, one thing I, I, I try to practice is at least two to three times a week, I get a, kid, a teenager, I pick a student, I pick them up after school uh, just to spend about an hour with them, uh, re- engaging in what they're, what they're engaged with, uh, uh, what they're interested in. Um, just not just like I've, I've just recently I've, I've talked to a, a guy who's a, a student who's who's all into video games. Uh, I'm at the point now in my life where I care less about video games. It wasn't like that 15 years ago. Uh, but I'm just being married, have kids. I don't just don't care about video games anymore. But when I have a conversation with him, I'm engaged in what he's interested in. I'm asking questions about it, trying to learn from him. My wife's interested in it, but I, and I, I totally agree with what you said. And a lot of it has to do with being intentional. Uh, understand that you don't need to be behind your desk all the time. You need to be with students, and you need to lead by example. So if you're telling your small group leaders and your adult leaders to invest in teens out of a church building, you need to be doing it yourself. Absolutely, and I think you know one thing you know for that I've learned in my context is as we uh, we build all our own sets and stuff for our stage, right? And so. Um, it's hard to uh, be with students if you're building things and, and our sets are pretty elaborate. They're going to take at least two days to do that or something like that. And so what I've started to do is invite students to come out and help us out with that. Now that gives you a great chance to get work done, but also to minister to those students. So even in a smaller church context, what are some things that, you know, maybe you don't have a secretary. So how can you get students involved to help you out there and you can pour into their lives at that point? No, Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Now, just being intentional with your time uh, is just so important. Uh, well, Mike, uh, 
if somebody wanted to get connected with you, either to ask you more questions about outreach ministries, effective and, and getting the schools, what is the, uh, the best way to get connected with you? Yeah, I think uh, any of my social media, you can find me online at Mike Aldridge 14. That's the number one four. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me there. Well, man, I really do appreciate you for taking your time out because I know you're busy and this is a busy time of year. Uh, entered another school year. This is a busy time for all student pastors. Uh, so I do appreciate you coming out of the podcast today. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Well, guys, one thing that I walked away uh, from this conversation and this interview with Mike is the importance of partnering with parents when it comes to outreach, when it comes to reaching your community, and especially uh, reaching schools. Uh, You need to have uh, that connection with parents because ultimately reaching families is going to be the most effective thing you can do when it comes to outreach, whether it be in schools, whether it be in other forms uh, of outreach. But reaching families is the most effective way of reaching the students. Uh, So find ways to partner with parents uh, to accomplish that. It's going to make your job easier when it comes to outreach uh, because it's just more effective overall using, utilizing parents, uh, connecting parents when it comes to outreach. So I was very thankful to be talking to Mike as we talked about outreach and outreach strategies uh, for your communities, for uh, especially for your uh, schools. Um, again, I would just want to thank you for tuning in to make this podcast a part of your day. And definitely make sure you tune in to next week's episode.